0: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Tongue Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch every episode and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out on all the podcasting platforms out there, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, TuneIn, does not matter. You can rate, review, and subscribe to check out every single episode of the show over there on your podcast feeds. And be sure to follow me. On Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate, either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. Plenty of questions that I've gotten since last Wednesday when the news came down that the Carolina Panthers were trading a fifth-round pick, a conditional fifth-round pick in 2024 for Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns quarterback, who was cast away as they decided to trade for Deshaun Watson, giving up third, third round, three first-round picks and a bunch of money to get the services of the Houston Texans quarterback that has plenty of his own issues. But now Baker Mayfield is here in Carolina, and we discussed what this means for the Panthers. Could he save Matt Rule's job? Talked about it on yesterday's show. We'll talk to more people, hopefully Stephen Ruiz of the Ringer later on this week, about what it means for Carolina and what this team now can achieve heading into 2022. I feel like it means for Sam Darnold that His career is likely over here in Carolina that he will not be the starter this season. And as far as Matt Corral goes, I don't know who's going to be the starter week one of, of of week one in 2023. And that is still something the Carolina Panthers need to answer. Maybe Baker Mayfield will answer that question. But one thing I've been thinking about now that Baker is here in Carolina is what is the Panthers ceiling, so to say, going into 2022? What can this team now achieve that might not have been possible had they not made this move for Baker Mayfield? As I mentioned, when looking at the quarterback room, once they brought in Matt Corral, there was not a single person on the roster, not Sam Darnold, not Matt Corral, not PJ Walker, that I felt comfortable with being under center for 17 games and giving the Carolina Panthers an opportunity to play be a playoff team. I think in every way this offseason, the Carolina Panthers, even before adding Baker Mayfield, had improved their roster. They had obviously fixed the offensive line. Taylor Moten coming back at right tackle. You add in Austin Corbett, a fresh out of Super Bowl in Los Angeles with the Rams at right guard. Bradley Bozeman, who's been a long time starter—well, not long time starter—last four years the Baltimore Ravens. For whatever reason, they didn't bring him back after being a very good player for them. He's going to be the new starter at center. And then Brady Christensen at left guard and Iki Aquano, the sixth round pick or sixth overall pick rather, at NC State and Providence Day alum, Charlotte native, now at left tackle. You also look at what they're able to do defensively, bringing in Xavier Woods at safety to play alongside Jeremy Chin, re-signing Dante Jackson, extending DJ Moore, getting Johnny Hecker in free agency, the coaching staff addition, Steve Wilkes, Chris Tabor as a special teams coordinator, Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator. In every aspect this offseason, the Carolina Panthers had improved. But still, the national conversation has surrounded upon this being one of the worst teams in the National Football League, I think in large part because Matt Rule is on the hot seat and has not shown to have the greatest acumen to be a successful head coach in the National Football League. He's still young as far as his experience in the league and now having former head coaches like I mentioned and Wilkes and McAdoo and even Tabor who spent time as an interim and Powell Pascalone, the new defensive line coach who's been a collegiate coach but has spent a long time around football. He adds experience that he didn't have on his staff when he first got to Charlotte. And that's a positive. Everything that they've done, I felt like this offseason, roster wise, coaching staff wise, has led this team to be in a better position heading to the season than they were in the last two offseasons since Matt Rule got here. But yet, ESPN had him as the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, look at Pro Football Focus, Football Outsiders, plenty of these publications, whether it's just writers and, and coaches speaking anonymously or executives speaking anonymously, they didn't believe in the Carolina Panthers. And I think in large part, that was because of the quarterback position. How can you really buy into Sam Darnold when statistically, he's been the worst starting quarterback since he entered the league in 2018? And in the last 50 years, he's one of the worst ever. International Football League, starting quarterback. And yeah, Ben McAdoo can come in here. He can coach Sam Darnold, get him back to basic with his footwork. But at some point in time, a guy just does not have the ability to be a franchise quarterback, whatever that means. And Sam Darnold certainly has shown that he's not one of those guys. He's never been even an above average or average starter. He's been a below average, bottom of the barrel NFL starter. And that's not to sit here and denigrate Sam Darnold. That's just the facts of the situation of what we've seen. So, if Darnold was going to start this season, then yeah, I understand somewhat why people would think that this team would be among the worst in the NFL. But still, the Panthers, to me, were not going to be that bad. They were, I've never felt like the Carolina Panthers were a quarterback away when there's been the attempted trade for Matthew Stafford and trying to get Deshaun Watson. And there's maybe thoughts people like, oh, you get those guys, you're instantly a contender. I wouldn't say that at all. If they got Deshaun in a way that they fixed the offensive line and he would have been able to play this season, we still have no idea what's going to happen with his suspension potentially in Cleveland, then yeah, I really think they might have competed for the division, even though they're still a young team that needs to learn how to win and the only guys on the roster that have ever won anything in the NFL. As far as going to the playoffs for Chris McCaffrey, who hasn't been healthy the last couple of seasons, and Shaq Thompson, and hell, J.J. Jansen, the long snapper. Everybody else here hasn't seen winning in the NFL, as good as Jeremy Chin and D.J. Moore are. They haven't had that opportunity because the quarterback position has not been there to allow them the chance to play postseason football. But now Baker Mayfield, who if you really look at his situation in Cleveland, stepped into year one as a rookie where he didn't start immediately under Hugh Jackson, a team that was 1-31 in the two previous years before he got there. Not a great situation. Then for whatever reason, the Haslam family thought the best thing for Baker and the Browns was to hire his OC at the time, Freddie Kitchens, to be the head coach. And Freddie Kitchens proved to not be capable of being an NFL coach and not having the maturity. And it's funny because they talk about the lack of maturity that Baker Mayfield had. And then in year three, when things were stable, even though it's a pandemic season, but Kevin Stefanski coming in, Baker healthy, in his third year as a starter, he has his best season, particularly the final half of that year. They go to Pittsburgh, win that playoff game, and we're damn near close when Patrick Mahomes went down with that concussion on the road in the divisional round against Kansas City to going and playing for an AFC title game then last year he gets injured either even I brought up the stats yesterday that even despite that wasn't great in final 4 minute situations in the fourth quarter last season or really in his career had the ups and downs wore on his teammates divide the locker room with his spat with OBJ called out Stefanski for missing a meeting and then Stefanski went on to make sure that he made an example of Baker Mayfield after that. But really, you look at it, when things were stable, he had success. And he's had far more success than Sam Darnold. And P.J. Walker is what he is. And Mac Corral, we don't know what he's going to be. But the best thing for him, as I mentioned, is that he takes time to develop. That he doesn't get thrown out in the fire. But Baker Mayfield coming in with his chip on his shoulder, someone who need, who plays without bravado, that intensity, and something that really has been lacking at that position since Cam went down back in 2019 and really even 2018. Because Kyle Allen didn't have that swagger. Teddy Bridgewater necessarily didn't. He wore Jordan, so it's kind of hard to say the man didn't have swag when he rocking Jordans out there playing, but still didn't have that fire that we've seen. And think of one of the greatest quarterbacks we ever had here in Carolina. We haven't had really any other than Cam, but Jake Malone in the Hall of Honor on the radio broadcast. What was Jake Delhomme always known for? Yeah, being clutch in the playoffs, certainly way too many turnovers, but a great leadership, fiery competitor. That's what they have in Baker Mayfield now. So when I look at Baker and really isolate how his career has gone and look at the situations, if the Carolina Panthers get the 2020 version of Baker Mayfield, there is no reason why this team cannot be a playoff team in 2022. Of course, injuries are always something to factor in, and they're going to happen. And injury luck is so important for a team to try and avoid. When Tampa won the Super Bowl two years ago, no injuries. Last year when they didn't win the Super Bowl, a ton of injuries. So that is something to factor in. But looking at the NFC as a whole, I would suspect that Green Bay would be back in the playoffs again. I would think that Tampa Bay will win the NFC South and then likely the Rams win the division in the NFC West. Outside of that, I have no no idea what happens in NFC East. The Giants are going to win the division. Dallas, Washington, Philadelphia, one of those teams is going to go to the playoffs. When you're looking at Carolina going up against Washington or Philly or Dallas, then Minnesota, New Orleans in their own division, and then the Cardinals and 49ers, who I don't know who they're going to start a quarterback, I feel like this team will be well-positioned now with a rebuilt offensive line, adding the holes on defense, improve special teams, which has cost them a multitude of games over the last couple of seasons. I feel like now they're in a perfect position with Baker Mayfield as long as we get the 2020 version of him to have a ton of success this season and be a nine, maybe 10 win team and be right there in the playoffs. That's what I feel now that Baker Mayfield is here in Carolina, that he changes the calculus of what this team could achieve in 2022. Had it been Sam Darnold, all bets are off. Had it been Matt Corral, as much as I want to believe, I couldn't sit here and tell y'all that I really felt like that would happen. But now that Baker's here, someone who's actually done it in this league, with the strong running game, which the Panthers should have, whether McCaffrey's healthy or not, with, For- with Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard back there as the backups, with a good offensive line and weapons on the outside, including someone in Rashard Higgins who we played with last season in the last couple of seasons in Cleveland and a breakout candidate in Terrace Marshall and a defense that was one of the top 10 units in the league until the final couple of weeks of the season where they wore down because of injuries and attrition. Yeah, this is a playoff team to me with Baker Mayfield as long as we hit the 2020 version. Hate to put out the caveat, but last time we saw him healthy and actually having a good situation, that's when he had the most success. And I look at the situation now here in Carolina, and think that Baker Mayfield could have a ton of success here, success, excuse me, here in 2022 for the Carolina Panthers. Now, say that happens, we're talking about the future of Matt Corral, the future for Sam Darnold, he's done after this year. PJ Walker won't be here for a couple more weeks. What would the future be? for Baker Mayfield, if he does, in fact, do what I think he will do this upcoming season in 2022. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports moments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Yet another major championship going on as of as, a, as the Open Championship going on at St. Andrews, the home of golf there in Scotland, the 150th Open Championship. Make sure to get in on those odds there at BetOnline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's say that what I think is going to happen this year where Baker Mayfield gets back to his 2020 self, the last time where things were stable, he was healthy, he balled out. Let's say that Baker Mayfield balls out here in 2022. Then what? What happens with Sam Darnold? Well, Sam Darnold's not going to play this season unless Baker gets injured or by some sort of miracle, Ben McAdoo actually fixed him. And Sam Darnold reaches that third overall pick potential that he had coming out of USC. I highly doubt that will be the case. So Sam Darnold, Likely will not play at all this upcoming season. If he does, it'll be in mop-up duty. But if it's going to be in mop-up duty, I'd rather, of course, see Matt Corral. And it'd be really nice for the Carolina Panthers to be in a situation this season where they could put in a quarterback there in mop-up duty. We have not seen that for a couple of seasons now. But Sam Darnold, I think he's done here in Carolina. And the Panthers spent all offseason trying to get rid of him, whether it was Russell Wilson, whether it was Deshaun Watson looking through the draft. The conversation all offseason was trying to fix the offense line and also upgrade at the position. Now, Carolina says that they brought in Baker Mayfield. They're not going to promise him to be, he's going to get the starting job and all that kind of stuff. They don't want to have competition. Sure, you brought in competition. I put that in quotes for those not watching on YouTube. It's not competition. He didn't trade for Baker Mayfield and bring him in here for him to sit behind Sam Darnold or probably sit behind Matt Corral in his own right as well. You brought him in here to lead your team and quite frankly, to try and save Matt Rule's job. Will he do that? I don't know. We talked about that yesterday. It's a stronger possibility that he can do that. Now that he's here, than, well, last week when he wasn't on the roster, and they were looking at Sam Darnold, who, as they've said multiple times throughout the offseason, if we played a game today or next week, Sam Darnold will be our starting quarterback. Now, that still might be the case right now, considering that Baker needs to learn the offense, but they don't play a game next week or in two weeks. They play one in a couple months, or really a month and a half, Against the Cleveland Browns, Baker's former team, fire and brimstone, gonna come from Baker Mayfield that day. And I damn well hope that he's a starting quarterback, and I expect that to be the case. PJ Walker, we talked to Jonathan Alexander, who's now starting off with the uh, Houston Chronicle. Congratulations to him, but formerly of a Charlotte Observer. And he told us on the show a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the whole Baker Mayfield situation and what would happen to the quarterback room if they did add somebody. And it looked like he would be the odd man out. So PJ Walker here for a couple more weeks. Going to get limited snaps, I'm sure, in the preseason, and then he'll be gone. And that's what I'm really interested to see. We'll talk about our camp breakdowns next week and some of our position battles, but how all these reps get split up, especially in the preseason games, as this is going to be a quarterback competition. How much of Macrow do we even get to see? Do we see any of PJ Walker, Davis Cheek, the Elon guy? Do we see any of them? Or is it really just Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield battling it out throughout? training camp and the preseason. That's something that we'll find out later, but P.J. Walker going to be off the roster soon. Sam Garnold, I don't see how the Panthers are going to trade him. The eighteen point eight million albatross contract for the fifth year option the Panthers picked up without even seeing him play a game for this team, even though there's three years of tape showing that he was not very good, but to justify giving up three picks, I understand why they did it, even though it was bad business for the Panthers. Then, and of course, now he'll be gone unless there's a quarterback injury and a team is desperate enough to take on enough of that salary. It might be a similar situation where the Panthers have to pay the bulk of it to get rid of them. But I don't really see anyone being that desperate where they think that Sam Darnold is going to solve whatever problems that they have later on this season in 2022. But if Baker does play the way I think he's going to play, it complicates what could happen here with Matt Corral. I was talking to a friend the other day, he's breaking down the NFL and looking at, all the starting quarterbacks in the league, at least the guys that are expected to be starting quarterbacks and looking at their draft position. Typically nowadays, when you look at the NFL, when a team is trying to find a quarterback, the conversation surrounds trying to get one in the first round. That's why Scott Fitterer said a couple months ago, when looking at the quarterback situation here in 2022 and looking at this draft class that was perceived to be weak, that the sixth overall pick is typically when you try to take a shot on a quarterback. You saw the year prior where San Francisco traded up to number three overall to try and get their quarterback in Trey Lance. Teams don't draft quarterbacks to be the franchise in the second round. They don't draft them to be the franchise in the third round or in the fourth round. When you look at the NFL right now, the 32 teams, Buffalo's going to start a first-rounder in Josh Allen. New England's going to start a first-rounder in Mac Jones. Miami's going to start a first-rounder in Tua Tagovailoa. Zach Wilson, New York Jets. So the entire AFC East first-round starting quarterbacks. Bengals, Joe Burrow, number one overall. Pittsburgh, Mitch Trubisky, or Kenny Pickett, both first-round picks. One of them second overall, the other one 20th overall. The Browns, even if Jacoby Brissett plays, okay, but the guy they really want to start is Deshaun Watson, first-round pick. Baltimore, first-round pick in and Deshaun, and um, and, um excuse me, Lamar Jackson. So right there, eight teams, all first-round picks. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, maybe not drafted by the Titans, but a first-round pick in Miami. The Colts, Matt Ryan, first round pick in Atlanta, now going to start for them. Houston Texans, exception to the rule. Davis Mills, third round pick. They took a flyer because the first round pick that they had on the roster, Deshaun Watson, wanted it out. They started off with Tyrod Taylor. He gets injured, so they go to Davis Mills, and now they're going to see if he has it. If he doesn't, Texans likely not going to be a very good team. We'll be in position next season to take a quarterback in the first round. Could be Bryce Young out of Alabama or CJ Stroud out of Ohio State, but again, Exception. So that's one so far out of 11. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. So 11 of 12 teams, as I mentioned so far, first round pick. Kansas City, Mahomes, first round pick. Las Vegas Raiders, um, Derek Carr, first round pick. Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, first round pick. Denver Broncos, exception. Third round pick, Russell Wilson. Of course, a common denominator there here in Carolina was Scott Pitter was there, was a key reason why they brought in Russ. They also had signed Matt Flynn to a deal. I don't think the expectation for Seattle was that Russell Wilson would be the starting quarterback and then lead them to a Super Bowl and be on a Hall of Fame trajectory now that he's with the Denver Broncos. So two out of 16 so far looking at the AFC. The NFC, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott was drafted. Tony looked really good in the preseason. Romo gets injured. Dallas gets off to a great start, ends up being the number one seed. They, Romo goes and talks about how the NFL is an ultimate meritocracy, seeds a job to Dak Prescott. Dak has been the guy ever since, made a ton of money, really solid player. Had Mississippi State at number one in a country, which, if you watch college football, that's insane that that even happened. So, fourth round pick, exception. Philadelphia, another exception. they had Carson Wentz, then draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Wentz does Wentz things, and Jalen Hurts is now the guy. Took him to the playoffs last season. So, two so far in the NFC East and the NFC that are not first round picks. Now I'll go to Washington, Wentz, second overall pick. And then Daniel Jones there with the Giants. Two out of four. Green Bay, Rodgers, first-round pick. Minnesota Vikings. Another exception, Kirk Cousins, who was drafted in the fourth round by Washington the same year they drafted RG3, ends up being the long-term guy in Washington. Now he's been in Minnesota as a very solid starter. So he's a former fourth-round pick. Chicago, Fields, first-rounder. Goff, number one overall in Detroit. Just three of eight so far. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, the ultimate exception To the rule (laughs) there in New England previously, now with Tampa Bay. New Orleans, Jameis Winston went number one overall. That same draft, Atlanta, but then really Tennessee, took Marcus Mariota. Carolina, as we know, has two first-round picks in the same draft. their top three picks in that 2018 draft in Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Then the Rams, Matthew Stafford, number one overall. Cardinals, Kyler Murray, number one overall. The 49ers, Trey Lance, number three overall. Seahawks, Drew Locke, uh, and Jimmy, sorry, Geno Smith. Those guys were second-round picks. So exceptions, but neither one of them were drafted by Seattle, and I don't think any one of them would be considered the long-term option. But still looking at it, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, the Vikings, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Texans and, and Broncos are going to have guys that will – so it's seven teams. will have – starters that weren't first-round picks. And of those teams, what? Houston and Philadelphia are the only ones that drafted those guys. So you see how typically things go. You typically get a quarterback in the first round to be your starting quarterback, to be your franchise. And that's a very roundabout way, but I wanted to break down and let you know just by going through it to show you and demonstrate How unlikely it typically is for a third-round pick to be the answer. And I was on Locked On um, Atlanta show. I think it was the day day one's podcast. And I was asking them about Desmond Ritter. Do they look at Desmond Ritter as the long-term answer? Because Atlanta's going to stink this year and be in prime position to take a quarterback in the first round next season. What's supposed to be a deeper quarterback class? We'll see what happens. But to me, if Baker Mayfield plays well this season, to finally get to the point, If he plays well this season, plays like he did in 2020, what did the Browns do that offseason? They gave him the fifth-year option. Now, things grew sour there. It wasn't necessarily all his play. He's the best thing they've had really since the organization came back to Cleveland, and the bar was set very low. But he did things that Browns fans have been begging a quarterback to do. If he at least plays like he played in 2020, he got to, at the very least, franchise tag him. You don't have to give him the big big kind of money you can you'll they'll have until July 15th, like a year ago, with Taylor Moten when they franchise tagged him, they try and get a long term deal. And you hope the relationship is in a good place where Baker will be fine with that. But if yeah, Baker Mayfield plays well this season, just knowing how NFL teams traditionally have gone about trying to identify their long term options, you give him a franchise you franchise tag him, maybe find a team friendly deal and stick with him, opposed to going the road less traveled and stick with Matt Corral. But we'll see what happens. Now, Baker Mayfield can help Matt Rule keep his job. He can help this team get to the playoffs. But there's also two other aspects of this roster I think Baker Mayfield can really help the Panthers. That's the defense, and that's Christian McCaffrey. I'll explain why here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Your computers have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tear lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck locked on it or how did you hear about us box and we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so right now looking at it i think that baker mayfield coming to carolina can help matt rule save his job i think it will put the carolina panthers in position to be a card team i don't think they'll compete for the division but I do think that you're a playoff team now with Baker Mayfield. If we get the 2020 version of the quarterback that we saw there in Cleveland that season under Kevin Stefanski, and where he led the Browns to their first playoff win in eons and got them to the divisional round and very close to the AFC title game as they lost that close game in Arrowhead Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's where I think that he can help the Panthers. There's also two other ways I think he can help the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season. I think he helped him defensively. Now you're wondering, okay, Baker Mayfield, he's a quarterback. How does he help him play defense? Maybe if he throws an interception, gets a tackle. Well, actually, don't do that. We've seen here in Carolina how when Cam Newton did that, he got injured. And it's in, it's interesting in a way where people criticize Cam for not jumping on the fumble there in Super Bowl 50, which I totally understand the criticism, but then When he, well, it's a Super Bowl also, so a different situation. But then when he throws that interception against San Diego, then San Diego Chargers and goes down and tries to make a tackle, that led to really the demise of, uh, to the demise of Cam Newton here in Carolina. And much in the same way, last season, Baker Mayfield laying his body on the line, and that led to him injuring his left shoulder, Tanger's rotator cuff, and really weighing down his season last year as he tried to gut it out. So, no, I don't look at that as a way to help the Panthers defensively. But in the situation that he does throw an interception, well, which we hope doesn't happen very often, even though it likely will, uh, we don't need Baker to go out there and try to make a play. But I think he can help the Panthers defense because the Panthers defense was excellent last year, flying all over the place. First time in the history of the football outsiders.com that the Panthers were top in DVOA. Their metric to to uh, rate how a team does analytically when it comes to offense and defense. They were number one in DVOA on defense last season, early on in the year. The Panthers, by the end of the year, though, weren't the same team defensively that they were in the first part of the season. You had injuries to guys like Stephon Gilmore and Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, and the team just wore down. They were terrible against the run. And that's really been an ongoing problem the last couple of seasons. And the hope is now with the addition of Damian Wilson and even Corey Littleton to the linebacker spot, and now Frankie Lubu starting there with Shaq Thompson, that the Panthers can get back to playing good physical brand of football and stopping the run like we had grown accustomed to back when Ron Rivera was here in the heyday a couple of years ago. But by the end of the season, the Panthers were 21st in points allowed per game. But that's a little bit misleading. And the Carolina Panthers faced the fourth most drives in football last year and inherited the league's worst average starting field position by more than one and a half yards. They were seventh, seventh in league in defensive DVOA going through the week 13 by last year. After that, the defense completely fell flat on its face, collapsed, and allowed 29 or more points in four of its final five games. Again, Faced the fourth most drives in football, inherited the league's worst average starting field position by more in a one and a half yards. Why is that? Well, likely because as we saw in that Minnesota game against Philadelphia in several of the games after that, the offense didn't do anything because the quarterback did not move them down the field. Whether it was Cam, and we're not going to really put this on Cam, so sorry for mentioning him first, but really when it was Sam Darnold, and when P.J. Walker started, they moved the football against Arizona. But when it was Sam Donald out there, he did not get the job done. He did not move the team down the field. Did not help them field position-wise. Now, having Johnny Hecker as a punter will certainly help this season as he's been one of the top punters in the NFL since he's been here, a four-time All-Pro, All-Decade team guy. But it's not, it's not really on Hecker to flip field position. It's key to have him to be a bailout option. But it's really on the quarterback to get the team down the field. And Sam Donald didn't do that last season especially after week four. And that led to the defense getting tired and being out there all day against Minnesota, where they gave a ton of yards, over 500 yards that day, and then against the Philadelphia Eagles, and then wearing down late in the season and not being able to stop the run. A large part of that is the quarterback play not being up to snuff. Now at Baker Mayfield, with a run-first focus and then going off of that with the play action that he was really comfortable running in Cleveland and his ability to put the ball in the end zone, because he does have those 56 interceptions, but he has those 92 touchdown passes. By comparison, Sam Darnold, 54 touchdowns, 52 interceptions. You're going to have a little give and take there. You're going to have to live with the bad. You hope he can get rid of that with the maturity of being in his fifth year as a starting quarterback in the NFL, but still a new system he's going to have to learn. He finds a way to get the ball in the end zone. Sam Darnold just hasn't done that. That will help the Panthers' defense by not having to be out there on the field all day long. It's also going to help Christian McCaffrey. And we talked about this two weeks ago. How can the Panthers keep McCaffrey healthy? Some suggestions are we got to limit his touches. Well, if Christian's healthy, he's one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the National Football League. Do you really want to give the ball to Chuba Hubbard more than Christian McCaffrey? Well, not, obviously, not more, but you want to give how many carries you want to give away to Chuba? How many touches you want to give to Dante Foreman? Do you really want to take 10, 15 touches out of McCaffrey's hands when he's been such an excellent player when he's been out there? But the problem is he hasn't been out there. And in large part, when he has been there, is because guys like Kyle Allen, guys like Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, they've all relied on him because of their own inefficiencies. Allen, his struggle to keep to take care of the football, to throw the ball down the field and convert that way. Teddy, real his ability to, to make big plays, inability to make big plays. Sam Darnold, his his ability, his inability to do anything positive at all. Sat there and had to dunk it down to Christian McCaffrey, and we talk about Christian being healthy and wonder how, and at least I wonder how much does he really mean to winning when the last time he was healthy, the Panthers still went six and 10. Like he's obviously an important piece, but quarterback plays so much more important because if Chris McCaffrey going thousand thousand results in a six and 10 season, then there, and then when he's out the last two years, basically the Panthers still only go five and five, go five and 11 and five and 12 the win total only drops by one. There's something missing there. The quarterback play. So Baker Mayfield, he can help the defense by giving him a blow and he can help Christian McCaffrey by not constantly leaning on him and running him into the ground. You can try and take him out of the field all you want, but the quarterback like Darnold did in the first two weeks of the season, keeps throwing it down to him. That's only going to help so much. So I think Baker Mayfield can save Matt rules job. I think he, can, he will get to the playoffs this year. And I think He can help keep McCaffrey healthy and get this defense, keep him fresh. So once playoff time comes, this is still a top 10 unit. But of course, we will see how that plays out later on this season. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. You can check out all the live episodes that we do. If you ever miss a live episode, that's okay. You can check it out on our podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of the places where you get your podcasts to listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find Locked On Panthers a so rate review and subscribe there and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where on Friday I'll be back answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions there's already plenty of them so continue to bring in more of your questions how do you do that you either at me at Julian Council or you DM me at Julian Council preferably go ahead and slide into those DMs but don't get crazy and of course make sure to click the follow button there on Twitter first and I'll answer your questions this upcoming Friday but in the meantime stay safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.